everybody. Welcome into another episode of Dad Rescue. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've been on the air, um, and it'll probably be a couple more weeks before we come back on the air, but uh, at least until my daughter's born and I have more to talk about. Um, so today I got my good friend, uh, Mr. Rhett Grant, here with me, who is a dad of two, and um, he's going to provide a little bit of insight on I guess, what'd you say, being the all-in dad? Yeah, just the all-in dad. The, you know, the, the, I guess the dad that does their part, that doesn't leave it up to the wife to do things. And, right. you know, I, I just feel like the all-in dad is one that, uh, that um, you know, probably probably most men need to hear. Exactly. You know? I, I agree. And, you know, you, I, I work for you. Uh, well, kind of, I feel like I, well, technically I work for you, but I feel like I work with you, right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. and, you know, you are, a, you know, an all-in um, educator, so... You know, we, I've been around you, your wife, your two kids, and it, you know, it feels like y'all got it, you know, pretty much together. And you know, at this point, I'll take all the advice I can get, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, I know that most of our listeners will as well. So, um, you know, excited about having you on today. And so, you got some uh, points you want to hit on, and we can just kind of ping pong back and forth. Yeah, you know, it just I guess what you said, being being working, not not for me, but with me, it's kind of like the relationship I have with my wife, right. being the all-in dad. You know, we work as a team together. Uh, you know, she is a first grade teacher. I'm an assistant principal, so she is busy as well. So I guess for me and for her to get things done, it takes teamwork and, and takes me being an all-in dad to make sure I'm a good dad exactly. as well as a good father, you know, a good husband, a good father, you know, right. just a good father, just a good person. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it takes both of us. And I, you know, I guess to be that an all-in dad, you have to not be selfish. You have to... Right. You know, the, you know, and that's it's funny because we, my buddy Ian and I, we talked about that in a couple episodes ago um, about you know right after the baby comes, you find you, you find out your selfish tendencies real quick. Sure, you know, so he has, you know, all dads have other stuff that they would necessarily rather be doing, right? And but at the end of the day, when you get your baby put down for the evening, you know, and it's you and your wife, and you got an hour and a half to spend together. Sure. Are you going to go be selfish and do what you want to do? You know, whether it be going outside, working in the shop, playing video games, you know, surf, surf for the internet, looking through Facebook, that, or do you want to spend time with your wife, sit down and watch a TV show together, you know, talk sure. about your day, stuff like that, and spend time together, right? And you can be, at least I believe, you can still be the all-in dad even if you are not with your baby mama. Sure. Right? Yeah. Oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, so it's being there, and my brother-in-law, well, soon to be brother-in-law, is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. Right? He's got a son. He turns four in January. He's not there all the time, you know, because his mom has custody of him. But he ha- he is an all-in dad. Anything that kid needs, he gives him. You know, he's there. You sure. know, absolutely. And so it's definitely possible to do that. You know, some people might say, oh, I'm not with you know, I'm not with my, you know, my, my son's mom, my daughter's mom. Okay, it's fine. You can still be the only dad. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I completely agree with you. You know, it's, it's, to me, it's very important that, that the child has a father-like figure, whether it be a boy or a girl. You know, I tell my little girl all the time how, how pretty she is. You know, the mom can tell her that, but it feels different coming from a father or a male role model telling her how pretty she is. And same for, same for a boy. You know, I, you know, when I found out my first little girl, who was five, 
she she was a girl. You know, there's really not that much pressure because it's a girl. That's more on Lindsay. You know, she has to be <laughs> had to be a lady, and you know, I'm just going to love her and have a good time with her. Exactly. But then the second child with Gasden, you know, it's it's very important they have a father like figure who is going to coach them up because. You got to teach him a little more responsibility on us how to be a man, how to exactly. be. I'm a southern gentleman. You know, you you, you got to open the door for ladies. You say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, just it's on you then. So Especially it's a, in a world that's getting so far away from that. Absolutely. You know, we still want to. At least I do, and it seems as though you do. You know, whenever I have a son, do that. To, you know, I was raised to be a gentleman. Sure. Open absolutely. the doors. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. That's and, right. You know, it seems as though the world's getting away from that, but. That if you have a child that does that, that is definitely still appreciated more sure. so sure you know, in a world that is dying. Yeah. Right. Well, and once again, it goes back to us. It's dying because of people not being the all-in dad, coaching their kids up. You know, they are being, you know, maybe they don't, they want to go shoot guns with their friends instead of go hang out with their son. You know, they sometimes they maybe choose the wrong thing to do instead of spending that time with their kid to, to be that all-in dad. That, that, that being school teachers that we know those child or those boys, they need a father-like yeah. figure bad. Exactly. Not that girls don't, but I'm just talking about boys, for an example. They need that father-like figure to show them how to be that Southern gentleman and, and coach them up. Exactly. You know, and I, I just came in from, you know, coaching on the football field, and it's safe to say there's several guys down there that don't necessarily have a father figure in their life. Right. You know, and you know as well as I do, being in the classroom, being in the gym, being in a school, that there are so many of our kids that don't have a father figure. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And though I might not have a child until October, right? This is my fifth year teaching. I've had kids for the last five years, right? right? But I have felt I owe something to because they don't have that positive male role model in their life to look up to like a dad. Sure. You know, I coached for 15 years, exactly. you know, and it, there was a point in time where I was spending so much time coaching that I had to take a step back and say, you, you know, now it's time to coach up my own kid. For the first year of Ramsey's life, I was still coaching and I was assistant principal. So I was, I was getting to school at, at, uh, six in the morning. I was doing, uh, football from six to seven, school from seven to seven forty-five. It was just so stressful and such just a, a chaotic first year with Ramsey and me doing coaching and assistant principal that I was like, look, it's time for me to step away. I've coached up other kids for 15 years. I have, I've now have to, to coach up my own kid. Kind of feels like you're neglecting your own if you don't. Yeah, sure, absolutely. And I, I didn't want—I didn't want that to happen. I didn't exactly. want me coaching up all these other kids, which I do every day here at school. But then I go home and I try to leave my work at work because then I become that all-in dad. You know, exactly. uh, riding bicycles, we're going outside and playing, we're whatever it may be we're doing that day. That's that's what I'm focusing on is being that all-in dad at home. Right, and you know, I think that's what looking back on it. You know, my dad, he's still a firefighter, right? So he was gone a third of my life, mm-hmm. you know. But when he was there, he was still the all-in dad. There was, you know, sure, every third night, I'd tell him goodbye on the phone. Sure. You know. Because he was working. Because he was at the firehouse. But he was working to provide for my mom, my sister, and I. And looking back, I appreciate what he did. Mm-hmm. Because he sacrificed, you know, there was, you know, some school honors days and stuff where he wasn't there. My mom was there, right? But my parents, they weren't the kind that would just put us off with our grandparents right. for the weekend and go away by themselves with their friends. They weren't. We went. I think they did that once for their five year, or no, their ten or fifteen year anniversary. My parents were married for a while, and they, I think it was their ten year. They left me and my sister with my grandparents for a weekend, and they went to the mountains. 
Right. My mom said she'd never do it again because mm-hmm. everywhere they went, we went. Right. And, you know, my wife's the same way. Everywhere her parents went, she went. She's an only child. Mm-hmm. So she didn't necessarily have that assembly to depend on, you know. And looking back, I mean, that's awesome because, you know, I mean, I think I was a pretty decent kid growing up, right? right. And it was because I didn't have all that free time on my hands to explore and get in trouble because I was always with my parents. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in high school, who's my, who's my best friend? My dad. And mm-hmm. still to this day because, I mean, he was just – that role model, that person I could go to for anything. And, you know, I'm having a little girl. Well, you know, they always say daddy's little girl. That's right. So and she I'm, will be. Yeah. She will be. <laughs> I saw my sister when she was born. They, my mom would ask her, she's like, how you know, where's your dad at? And she'd hold up her hand or her pinky and say, right here. You know, right. wrap around my Absolutely. pinky. And stuff. So my dad was definitely the all-in dad. And Hannah's dad was the same. So I have a great role model to look at in that aspect going forward, seeing what all they did for us. Because I don't want to be that parent that, mm-hmm. you know, calls my kid off on my parents or Hannah's parents and goes away for the weekend or a week and stuff. Now, you know, I mean, every now and then, though, you need that. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what I was going to say. But, you know, I I don't know. I mean, it, my parents, they did their own thing. You know, once me and Kylie got a little older and I could stay at home, you know, they'd go to concerts, you know, and, or, you know, 30, 45 minutes away, they'd go to a concert or something like that. But sure. So they had that time together. And two, when my mom retired, my dad's firefighter, he's got two days off, so they spent those two days together. He'd go to work, you know, so they still had that time together after we got older. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it kind of goes back to this. You know, I believe in myself and my coaching abilities, and I want to coach up my own kids. I would rather me coach up my kids than somebody else. So, exactly. uh, you know, we do. We're Growing up, my parents were a lot like yours. We went everywhere with my parents. My, my parents didn't, didn't get babysitters and leave us at home. I mean, we went. We went with them. They, they, they traveled. We went. So, you know, I want to do the same with my kids. I want them to see the world. I want them to travel with us. But at the same time, such for an example, me and my wife took a trip to Key West this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, that was important for us to get away because it's different when you go on vacation and you still have those responsibilities of being an all-in dad or an all-in parent. Exactly. But then when you get to go with your wife and you get to spend you know, the the loving more of just let's have fun. We have no worries. It's the two of us. It is the two of us. That is also, to me, very important. So, oh, yeah. you know, as much as it is being an all-in dad, you also have to be an all-in husband as well because life is hectic. Mm-hmm. You know, you there are, you know, I won't get home till six thirty, seven o'clock tonight. We, you know, get up at 5, you know, four thirty, five o'clock to work out. So we're in bed by 9, 10 o'clock at the latest. So we have a couple hours. We're spending time, you know, eating Putting the kids down, and then we, like you said, have that hour and a half, two hours that we just get to to bond and do what we yeah we want to do. Yeah. So it's very important. But I enjoy that two hours. Exactly. You know that, that time we have together is important. Whether you know whether I'm doing some school work or she's doing something, we're doing something together. Yeah. Where you're still talking, you're still, right? Yeah, you because know, I've said for communication is key. Absolutely. And, you know, even even with us having a newborn coming in October, you know, it'll. It will, I mean, okay, it's going to be a lot of work, but from what I've read, they go to bed earlier, mm-hmm. right? They're also up more frequently during the night, but I got right. that book that you told me about baby-wise. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm bringing it tomorrow and starting to read some of it because it's getting close. But, uh, you know, just, I don't know, that time together is important. Sure. You know, and it's it like is. we're looking at taking a trip next summer. You know, we'll go on a vacation and little Ryan, she'll go with us. But then I also want to take a vacation where it's just me and Hannah. You know, and I think you could do that once a year. Absolutely. You know, 
a weekend, a week, whatever, go just the two of them. Sure. I, right. I completely agree. And then, but don't do it every month. Mm-hmm. Don't go away every weekend. You know, every month, take a weekend. I, I just, yeah. I don't think that's being an all-in. Right. Dad. Well, I think you made a good, uh, uh, really a great point because a lot of times, you know, being an all-in dad, you know, yes, you want to be there, but then again, if you're there too much and you grow apart from your wife, and then at 18 or 20, whenever your kids leave the house, then you've lost that relationship with your wife. And if everything is focused, which a lot of stuff is focused around our kids, don't get me wrong, but we still have to grow together as as a couple. That's happened to so many of my friends that I grew up with that when they got to college and moved out, the parents didn't have anything else in common anymore. That's right. Because all they had in common was the kid, and the kid's gone. Absolutely. You know, and I definitely don't want to be like that. No, so, no that's... I don't want to be a statistic either. You know, exactly. I want to, I like watching my kids, you know, give them baths and putting them down and that, that stuff's important to me. Uh, I love being there in the mornings when waking them up. And that's, that is important to me. And, uh, you know, if you don't have that relationship with your wife, then you might not be there in the morning. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Or at night. All right. Well, we're going to go to a quick break, uh, for one of our sponsors and we'll be right back. Whether you're a barbecue pit boss or a weekend griller, oh boy, do we have the rub for you. Presenting the one and only Pixie Dust. Headquarters in the great city of Canton, Georgia, Pixie Dust is a local favorite dry rub that everyone enjoys. Look for it soon in a grocery store near you. Perfect for all your piggy products. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, so you said that we kind of wanted to move into, uh, talking about, you know, having a kid's a big decision. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Whether it was on purpose or a mistake. Yeah. It's still a big decision <laughs> and that kid's coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, well, yeah, I, you know, my, just, you know, this is my philosophy, my mindset behind it. Um, you know, to be a good parent, you've got to inconvenience yourself. Uh, and when I talk about inconveniencing yourself, uh, you know, to, I guess I'm a disciplinarian. Coming from a coaching background and things, I'm, I'm a, a disciplinarian. Uh, you know, to get my point across, sometimes I have got to inconvenience myself to be that good parent, such as, you know, not let my, my little girl watch TV and hear her whine or wh- whatever it may be, take technology away, not let her do something. But, you know, you got to inconvenience yourself, which is the same for the classroom. Exactly. You know, a lot of times in the classroom, being a teacher, to be a good teacher and to have control, you've got to inconvenience yourself so your kids no, man, he means business. Yep. And we've had that discussion before, too. Like, yeah. Tell me, you, know, you might not be able to go eat lunch with your teacher friends and have them in the class, you know? Oh, absolutely. Acting a fool, but you know, inconvenience right. yourself. So. Absolutely. So I, I, that, that's just important to me, to be a good parent. You've got to inconvenience yourself. And also, you know, when, when I found out Lindsay was pregnant, uh, I was excited because, you know, doctor visits I got to go to, the, you know, I wanted to help out with the feedings. Uh, I, I was one that, you know, you, you hear some girls talk about their husband has never changed a diaper. That was not going to be me. Right. I that my that kids, was my dad. My dad never once changed a poopy diaper. Yeah, you know, I, I don't mind. I'll get in there and I'll change it just because, you know, it. I don't feel like it should all be on my wife. I, I feel like I should help out. Now, don't get me wrong. She does 90% of the changings. Right. But if it did come down to it, I was not scared to get in there and change a diaper. 
Uh, but you know, I'm, I, I don't mind giving baths. I'm, you know, I'm big on the disciplinary side. Um, so you know, that's just that's my mindset behind you know being that all in dad. Well, and too, I think it's key that my parents are really good about this. About you talking about disciplinary, parents got to stick together on that. Like, oh, great point. You know, they, the kid can't come to dad and him tell him no, and then the kid go to mom and say, "Yeah, you can do that." Absolutely. The kid gets what they want, and kids are smart. They're going to learn to pit mom and dad against each other. They play that fence. Yes. That's, that's a great They, they ride it. Yep. And, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it. But my parents, they stood their ground. And, I, well, I'm guilty of trying. I didn't never get it. Yeah. Right. But my parents, they, because they were a unit together. Mm-hmm. You know, what my mom said went and what my dad said went. And they always were on the same, you know, they were always on the same place. And I think that goes back to communication. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do have a situation where you're trying to discipline and uh, your wife or the husband doesn't agree, I think after you support the other one, then you need to sit down and communicate and be like, look, this is, you know, what, what do you think about this? Because that goes back to that com- com- big part that you talked about, communication piece. Exactly. Uh, and that is, I, I will tell you, as far as marriage goes, that is a huge component oh, yeah. of oh, successful yeah. marriage. Exactly. <laughs> lack, of, lack of communication is a huge component of divorce. Exactly. <laughs> and statistics like you talked about. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, you know, you talk about you were able to, Go to all the doctor's appointments and stuff, and I'm lucky enough I'm able to go to them, you know, if I want to. And that's sure. what I was talking to uh, a teacher friend today, and you know, with Hannah being a midwife, you know, she has a doctor, so it, it was like, you know, it's an issue to her through her office, so she brings it home with her, and we listen to Ryan just about every night. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not, I won't, I won't say I'm deprived of getting to go to the doctor's office and listen and see her on the ultrasound and stuff because. Yeah. I mean, I don't have an ultrasound machine, like one of the portable ultrasounds, and I sure. watch her and stuff. And it's so cool because I see it in real life. And then it's like, you know, she's like, well, you want to go to the doctor's appointment? Well, no, I saw her last night, you know. <laughs> so I don't want to say I'm deprived, right. but I... Been there, done that. You know, <laughs> other dads, they don't get that option. You know, they have to go to the doctor's right. appointment to see it. And it's such a big deal for them, and that's awesome. And then with all the crap going on today with COVID, people can't even go to the doctor's appointment. Like husbands, husbands, baby daddies, whatever you may, can't even go to the doctor's appointments. That's what one of my buddies was raising 400 hell the other day because his wife, they're having their second kid, and his wife, the daughter would not even allow her to FaceTime him so that he could see her on the line because he's having a little girl. And the daughter would not allow the wife to FaceTime the dad to see it on the monitor. And now I will say where my wife works, they do like, like they allow that. Well, you would think. I mean, you know, times have changed because of COVID, so it seems like the doctor would work. Exactly. So I think I was just, you know, a doctor being a doctor. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, so, I mean, that that is so important, you know, being able to go and actually going to the appointment, being there for your wife. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because Absolutely. when the wife sees that little baby on the screen and you see that little flicker for the first time, it's like, holy moly. That's right. You know? Yeah, and we went and did a 40 ultrasound a couple weeks ago. And you see, you know, what started off as a flicker on a screen, it turned into an alien, now it looks like a legit human being right. with your features. I know. It's just like, oh, man. I know. <laughs> it's getting that real. Right. That's right. <laughs> it's getting real, and it's coming quick. Man, when the baby's born, you know, I remember sitting in the hospital, and Ramsey being born, and she was actually born premature, so she had to be in the, the NICU for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there, you know, me and Lindsay had to wake up every couple of hours and go down there and... 
and my Lindsay Feather and things like that. But I remember sitting there looking at Ramsey or Lindsay really holding Ramsey and just thinking, man, my life is complete. You know, it's, it's, um, I got my wife. I have a kid now. I have a great job, a, a place I love here in Lee County. I was like, you know, my life, this is, this is, this is the direction I want to go in my life. Uh, you know, we've, we recently had a, or not recently, but we've since had a, another boy. And so we have two, a five and a two year old. And we've actually kind of talked about having a third one. Yeah. But, you know, having that one, you kind of outkick your man coverage. Yeah, that's, so what, that's, that's what, kind that's, of a game changer for, for that's us. That's what Kersey says. With one, you can double team. With two, you got man to man. Three is zone. Yeah, you're <laughs> zone right. Coverage. Zone coverage. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, if, if really two is not that bad. Two is no different than one. Just yeah. because you can watch two kids, you can pawn one off where you, you both have one. Right. Uh, but you know that third one, it could be in my mind a little challenging. That's what I talked to Hannah about because Hannah wants to have three. Well, she did until she got pregnant. And then the other day she said somebody only having two. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know, you go you go out to eat. You can't get a booth because you got five. Yeah. You know, once they get older, you got to have you got to wait. for Babysitters. It's hard to find babysitters to keep three instead of two. Exactly. And you go to Six Flags or what wild adventure y'all got in Valdosta. Somebody's riding by themselves. Yeah, that's you right. know. And you think of finances, sending those kids to college or whatever they want to do one day, especially if I have another girl to pay for a wedding. I know. Yeah, I know what my in-laws spent on our wedding. That's what, that's what, as soon as we found out we had a girl, I started Ryan's wedding fund. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably smart. Probably yeah. smart. Yeah. So, I'm, no, I just go to the courthouse. We'll, we'll do something <laughs> later. We'll do something later. Can't get married on the beach. But, uh, all right, well, man, that, uh, that about wraps up our time that we got here today. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. I enjoy really it. appreciate I it. And, uh, hopefully we can get you back on here, um, sometime soon. So, cause like I said in the beginning, um, it's going to be, uh, probably a couple more weeks before we have, um, another one that comes out just because of, uh, we're starting back to school and with all this uncertainty of, What's going to happen? We're both busy. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and I'm really busy and, you know, coming up with points to talk with um, and talk on, you know, that, that can be difficult sometimes. But uh, keep the emails coming in. Um, we'll try and get to them next episode. That's dadrescue20 at gmail.com. Keep those emails and questions and comments coming in. And, um, again, thanks to uh, all of our sponsors whose ads you heard on here. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. See you. See ya.